back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode two of season two of Beast Machines. It is Savage Noble. This episode was written by Len Wein. It was, you know what, Paul? I I'm, I think we should do something different here. I'm, okay. I am I have some news for you. Oh. About a week ago, needing something to do during lockdown, I downloaded Saints Row 4. Ah. And yes, yesterday, <laughs> I defeated it. Uh, and what would you think of going off the rails completely and doing a review episode of Saints Row 4? <laughs> sure. So, yes, dear listener, this is episode is going to legitimately be a review of Saints Row 4, one of the silliest the and zaniest games I've ever played. Switch. Yeah. Well, well one uh, review This of isn't it. a bait... Well, that's maybe a bit of a bait and switch, but Paul had no idea this was happening, so he... he no, he totally sprung this on He me, spent but, the last uh, five re- minutes trying to remember it because it's been years since you played this game. Yeah, I just remember some of the references in it, but uh, yeah, where you said it's zany and silly, uh, one of the reviews I read for this, it was basically, the summary was, it's the stupidest fun you'll ever have on Xbox. Well put. So if you <laughs> haven't played, if you haven't played, here's a quick synopsis of the game. Uh, as you're leader of the Third Street Saints, uh, you become president of America just in time for <laughs> aliens led by the evil Zinyak to attack and destroy Earth, yeah. literally blow up Earth. So you end up in a simulation of Steelport, the game from Saints Row Three, I guess. Yeah, it's um, same, same, and you same have to save save your crew from Zinyak simulations before destabilizing the like the Matrix, basically, and uh, not. The Matrix of Leadership, the Matrix, like, Neo in the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, that, and that defeats Zinyak himself. Oh, we should also say, like, it was originally just going to be, like, DLC for Saints Row 3. It was supposed to be a DLC for Saints Row 3, yeah. And then, I don't know what happened. Maybe they got greedy and wanted to release a full game for full price. I don't know. But either way, it was the first Saints Row game I ever played was 4, and then... Uh, because there are so many references to three in it, I went back to okay. and got three, for, I think, for like five bucks or something at EB Games. I was like, I got why not? So so uh, this game was developed by Volition and it was uh, published by Deep Silver. I think you're right. They probably wanted to just instead of putting out DLC for 10 bucks, they wanted to put out a game for 70. Yeah. But it's been rated fairly favorably, like sevens to nines. And I will say this. I didn't realize it was a superhero game. No, well, you don't realize that until you're actually playing it. But yeah, once you're into, I think maybe even, probably not even an hour into it, uh, Kinsey, who um, is your, I think she's the the secretary, or she's the press secretary for the White House. Yes, and she basically plays the the role to your character as Oracle does to Batman. She's the voice in your ear that's hacking into all the systems. (laughs) I love the first of it where uh, one of the people in the press gallery, because it opens in the White House with your character as president, and he's going on about how he wants more stripper poles in the place, and he's like feeding tigers apples and shit. (laughs) And uh, can we have this naysayer assassinate it? Not when you say it publicly. <laughs> but uh, he says something about, I hope Kinsey's uh, having better luck with uh, the press. And then shows her stand there at the podium. And she's like leaning on a board out of her mind. And <laughs> it's like, Kinsey, could you please clarify when the president said it should be uh, one nation under me <laughs> instead of under God? And she's just like, that's a great question. Clarence, or whatever the next person's question is. Like, so I doesn't answer. Th- this is something I should bring up. I, uh, I played the game as a female character. And and when I read a couple reviews after I'd played, one of the things I 
that constantly came up was, I don't want to say it's fairly equal in its treatment of genders because all the hoochies and hoes are big boobed women. Yeah, pretty much. There's, there's no male strippers, right? But there's a shit ton of uh, female strippers. No, there's some guys walking around in like kind of tight suits. I can remember that. True, but like there's a level where you have to go sa- save a bunch. Of, I think you have to save strippers and they're all just like when it is a stripper, it's always a big boobed woman. Mm, there's ones in Saints Row 3 like that too. Where they're literally prostitutes. You have to go round up the hoes for this guy named, Z, uh, what's his name? Uh, Z or I forget his name now. It, it suits the game visually. Like it all matches. And the, the look of it is cartoonish and outlandish, but it, it melds together in this weird patchwork way. Mm. You know, it is, it does have that Grand Theft Auto latent misogyny sexism in it. Yeah. That said, if you... Uh, play as a woman there's like nobody nobody's ever uh calling you a bitch or nobody's ever treating you different than they would the male character because you're playing a female character well sometimes when you're just walking down the street if you play a chick character because i did it too because you can use uh, laura bailey as as one of the voices yeah oh yeah yeah (laughs) Just all the shit, she, just the way she says it, it's fucking hilarious. But uh, like you'll hear, it's mostly as a woman that comment on it, like, she should put on more clothes, or I bet <laughs> she has tampons. That's one of the fucking Jesus. things they'll say. Yeah. Like, oh, the, 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 it, is, it is incredibly juvenile. Hmm. Oh, I yeah. didn't get it. Yeah, I guess I didn't get any of the inside jokes because I haven't played any of the other games so mm, i've only ever d- played this in three so, <laughs> so th- admittedly this is a review from a guy who's never played any of the earlier stuff and another guy who played it three years four years ago um <laughs> oh can we talk uh there's two things i'd love to say i'd love to talk about is the music mm. just the background music especially in the clothing stores was really cool yeah it's like da, 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 da. yeah just the all the different things there was one in uh, it was in leather and lace and i ended up like trying to shazam this song because it was just this really cool like house trance beat and that was when i found I, out I, I can picture no, do, no, no. yeah there are a lot of legitimate songs they paid to license, like to get in this game in the radio stations. Yeah. But a lot of the the music in the stores is just written for the game. I figured it was just some obscure dance track or something that they put in. Because yeah, the, the, even like there's a store called Let's Pretend where it has like do 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 kind of thing going on. Yeah. So yeah, the the music was good. I I guess while we're talking about clothes stores, customization was pretty pretty solid oh it's great like anything you buy you you can change the colors of it like usually there's two or three different colors you can change so and you can make your character's hair any color you want you can even if you have a dude character you can give him a woman's voice or the other way around like it's ridiculous the amount of customization yeah and it's it's very like there's no i mean obviously there's limitations because you can't give your person a 10-foot head or stuff but within the reasonable confines of building a human you can make them look and act however you want the clothing is i mean it's completely superficial like most games it's you like you don't even buy body armor no but it's the the I remember at one point there was like a Mecha Godzilla suit you could get. Uh, yeah, there's like all kinds of like just complete costumes that just change your character completely. Like one of them is a toilet, and that's from a, <laughs> I think it's from a mini game in Saints Row Three. I forget what you end up doing. But, but. We, we should explain in case somebody's listening to this and hasn't played Saints Row Four. And if that's the case, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> 
But it, when Paul says the costume is a toilet, you're not wearing a toilet. You are a floating no, toilet. You are. And if you if you draw yes. your gun, your gun is just floating beside you, who is a floating <laughs> toilet. toilet. Yeah, you can make him into like the one of the. I think it's one of the enemies from Minecraft. I, I don't know what it's called. It's the green thing that's on all the pictures. The zombie thing. You, yeah. Yeah, you can make it into the, into that and just it. There, yeah, it's 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 silly fun, and what works is that as you walk around the city. Like nobody is dressed up as a toilet or Mecha Godzilla, but they're out of all the crazy weird clothes you can buy, like actual clothes you can mix and match. Everybody, like people, there's you know there'll be a guy walking down the street in a speedo and walking next <laughs> yeah. to a lady who's in like a furry costume, walking yeah, next, like you know, it's it's bunny it's, thing. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just crazy. Um, and that was another thing I really liked was the just the zaniness of it. I can't tell you, Paul, how many times. I just would ask out loud, what is happening? Because just the scenes, the cutscenes were insane. The motivations were silly. Yeah, well, well, this is insane throughout three, but I remember there's one mission you do where this guy's trying to toughen up your character for this fight against one of the, I guess, one of the bosses of the game. But uh, the mission is you have to drive a car with a tiger sitting in the passenger seat. Like it, it, it's that caliber of ridiculous is what this game is like. This one's even weirder because like suddenly you'll go into a mini game that's like, oh, you're on the newest TV show, which is superhero fights. Yeah, it's uh, pr- Professor Genki's mind over yeah. murder. And it has like the two announcers. Well, Steve, well, it's the leader of the Third Street Saints. That's right, Bobby. <laughs> Those two are great in that as they would go on with their announcing their color commentary, um, they would like subtly mention how they hated doing what they're doing but yes. everybody praise evil lord zenyak praise evil zenyak even though i miss my wife <laughs> bobby um there so, there i forget their names i mean one of them is bobby i forget which one it is though uh so since we're we're dipping into the mini games let's let's talk about that this game is effectively a very loosely bookended story that has a large second act that is just do all the mini games all these like little arcade style things. Yeah, yeah. like go to this it, point and it, defend the location. What you do in this and, mini game, even though it, a lot of these exist in the real world, I guess it, the game world. When you're done, it's like nothing happens. Like you, you don't have the cops after you. Like things that you blew up are still there. Yeah, it's it really it lacks it's like any direction. In an alternate story. universe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you go do the mini game and then pew, you cut back to the street and you're back to zero stars or zero bars or whatever it was. And it's it. The game becomes get out of because you're in this matrix thing in Steelport. Get out of matri- get out of Steelport. Go to one of your homies on the ship. Get a mission from them, and that mission they always say, "Oh, I need you to disrupt the system," because that's the yeah. the concept is you're making things so weird in this uh, reality in this ma- uh, uh, simulation that it's it's going to force Zenyak's hand, and you'll be able to bust out. I guess. Mm. And but their missions are always just, hey, go to that mini game and finish it and then come back. OK, now go to that mini game. And well, finish it. And, and some of them are, you know, kind of fun. Some of them are just like you got to play them three or four times to finally get what the, like, they're kind of unbalanced. Like some of them get you to use this. There's this weapon called a black hole gun. And the trick with that thing is you just aim it just above people's heads and just keep running down the street shooting. And that's like the ideal way to do it. If you do that, you'll probably pass the thing. But if you just walk around shoot individual targets like you'll never get it done in time it's like yeah so there's there's that's a good point there's good there's kind of three games i found there's legitimately fun games mm. there's 
games that you can very easily break like you were saying with the black hole gun there's a game where you can uh you and you get superpowers and one of the superpowers is, is you can uh control things with your mind yeah well that's how you do one of them yeah yeah and it's but you you have to the game is to pick up these balls are the only these giant like six foot tall steel balls and throw them into stuff and to get do as much damage as you can and if you just like tap the button fast you basically yo-yo the thing and just bang it around you beat the game in about 20 seconds yeah or the other trick with that is if if you have the thing where you can your super speed is as max as you can get it just pick up the ball and run with it yeah and just like yeah you'll max the thing out in record time so there's those games that you can break and then there's the third category which is just shitty games some of them suck like do you remember the game where you had to throw the yellow and red balls at the targets to break down these walls yeah like yeah and and it's just it, there's noise every time the target changes from yellow to red so you have to throw a different colored ball it just goes awful and you have to there's ones where you have to jump between platforms like not not the towers that you have to climb those are eh, kind of all right but uh yeah those are okay i, I will say that, that it kind if you have even the slightest bit of um i don't know fear heights or whatever you want to call it like it gives you legitimate sense of like vertigo. It I don't know if that's really right word for does. It or not, so I, yeah. I don't have this is weird. I don't have a fear of heights. I've gone up some very yeah, high either. things, but this game when I there's there are there's a mini game or not really a mini game, but a thing you have to defeat on the map in the city where you jump up and run up this giant tower with all these platforms. You get to the top and you know it goes from bad red color to good blue color do that five times something like that Pretty and much. running up those and jumping from i got a, like my legs went a little spaghetti-ish where i was like oh i'm getting a bit of vertigo yeah even though you know if if your guy falls he's gonna be fine because once yeah. you get the high jump power you can fall from anything and it, he just lands on his feet and he's like okay now what do you want me to do so there are f- some fun things like that it, it did something <laughs> right another thing if uh if you leave the controller down like to go get coffee or something and uh just leave the game sitting there if you don't pause it uh, they'll just start muttering random shit. Like one of the ones Laura Bailey says is like, I think I'll get another tattoo, like a, a dragon or something. Yeah, that'd be like just they start muttering to themselves. And eventually she'd be like, hey, you, you pick up the controller. Are we doing this or not? <laughs> I didn't hear any of that. I had mentioned to this to you before we played in order to get this game done in time to do this episode. I played through this. I just pounded through this game. So I, I didn't hear any. um like uh, static or time like board dialogue but the line that i fucking laughed at so much was uh when uh the boss i was playing because you don't have a name you're just the boss yeah that's uh, just she, what she got caught calls. in an explosion and tossed and hit a car and she went oh i think i broke my tramp stamp <laughs> yeah that's one of them fucking there's, there's one of the, the mini games you can do it's uh it's called play in traffic in saints Row three they call it something else in this I it's like insurance fraud or something but uh yeah insurance fraud oh the trick with that is you just get them running up to like mach 2 then do the roll into something coming at you and you'll just go flying it's hard it's kind of hard in Saints Row 3, but in this, it's easy if you know what to do. But yeah, it's just banging off of things, and they're like, how does this help anything? Oh, what a view. <laughs> it's like, if you get really high, it's like, nice view. It's like, oh, that was my kidney. Like, Which, okay, so I'm going to take that and say that was one of the, I, I guess the, I don't know if it's a weakness or a positive, but this was a pretty easy game. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you, even if you have it on casual, there is no challenge at all. Because, well, even like the guns that you get, that's great, but you pretty much don't need them unless you're some of the DLCs. You need them because there's a lot more real world stuff where you're not in the simulation. So you don't have your superpowers. Yeah. But as soon as you get all the superpowers, you're basically a God. 
Like nothing can hurt. Yeah, you. The, you don't you don't need to drive anywhere. You don't need guns. No, cars anywhere. are useless. Forty five minutes into the game, you don't need a car anymore because now you can fly. Because you're a superhero, I found this really pissed me off. What they'll do is every once in a while you'll go to save somebody and get them out of a simulation or whatever, and you have no superpowers. Like the, you'll build them up, build them up, and it's like, okay, now we're gonna go fight this boss to save this person. By the way, all your superpowers are gone. It's <laughs> like I spent the game building those up, like. That's just, that's weak gaming where it's like, we, we built you into such a powerful character. We can't, cont- we can't build a game around that or a good level around that. So we're just going to take away the powers you earned. Yeah. Until I, I would say the end really where it's the last mission and you're in the robot armor or uh, the power. armor. You first get that. You're beautiful. Thanks. I was talking to the robot. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's power armor. Well, same thing. Keith David's just sitting there reading the newspapers. Like actually, Actually, they're not the same thing. A robot is an automaton. It's like, Keith, shut up. You're not helping. Okay, we're gonna, <laughs> we need to talk about Keith David after we talk about this last fight, though. But uh, what you were saying, how it, it like it works in that last fight that your powers are gone. Well, yeah, because Kinsey figures out a way to give you your superpowers as long as you're in the suit. So you yeah. use that to fight Zinyak in the last fight. Which is... So the other thing we need to mention about that last fight, as soon as you walk out the door in that armor... You got the touch! There's the song. It's like, oh, shit, we're doing this. Yes. And they even do the lines. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like the, the character, it's like, like one, one shall stand, yeah, one shall stand, one shall fall. One shall fall. Why throw away your life so recklessly? That's a question you should ask yourself, Zinyak. Yeah. It was so uh, uh, the game up to that point had been, like I said, there was that second act wasteland of just like minigame, minigame, minigame. Mm. When the touch came on, I was I'm fucking back in. I'm 100 percent in. And that last fight. So I mentioned the, the, the game doesn't really evolve. And the only thing it can do in tougher boss fights is just throw more of the same peons at you. Yeah. This last fight had one moment of that. But the rest of it was fairly good. Mm. Fighting giant Zinyak mecha suit. Um, the big when you jump out of his ship and you're falling, free falling. Yeah, I can't. It's been so long since I actually beat the game. That fair enough. <laughs> but there, there's a few original game mechanics. In I that remember there's, there's one other song in it. It's when you first escape Zinyak's ship and you're in the little smaller ship and you're flying through it and uh, your character's like, "Hey, Kinsey's this thing got a radio?" And she's like, "Radio signals bounce around space." And then "What Is Love" by Hadaway comes on the fucking radio. <laughs> and your guy's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! This is my jam." <laughs> They, they played with some music that was pretty good. There was a, a, a level where you pick up a, a, one of your homies and it's like you both sing along to the song in the car on the radio and you're both horrible at it. Well, yeah, it's opposites attract. Yeah, it's opposites attract. Because yeah. at the first of it, your character, that song comes on the radio and he's trying to get Kinsey to sing along. He's like, come on, Kinsey, you can beat the cat. And she's like, no. Come <laughs> on, Kinsey, you're going to sing for your commander in chief. Fuck that. We go together we're going to wrap this show up pretty quick here, but I do, we do need to talk about Keith David. Uh, Keith David is in 
If you don't know who Keith David is, just like go on YouTube, search for his name, listen to his voice, and you'll go, oh, that's Keith David. Um, he plays your vice Yeah, he's the vice president. <laughs> and plays himself. Like there was one part where I got one of the collectibles. It's an audio log. And he's like, wow, I never would have thought I'd be an actor and then become vice president. But hey. <laughs> yeah, they asked me and uh, I said, why not? <laughs> so he's. They're the greatest reference, and there's a lot of references. We could have done like a half-hour episode on all the little references to pop culture there on this game. Mm. But you encounter Keith David later on in the game. Uh, you save him in a simulation where he is fighting Rowdy Roddy <laughs> Piper, and it is the exact fight out of They Live. And they actually got Piper to come in and do eighty, like do vocals for this. Yeah, it's it was really so him. awesome. And they just the game stops. It was one of the few cutscenes that I sat and watched the whole thing. They nailed the fight right out of They Live, and then with Rowdy, you got to go save Keith. It was just awesome. That was between that and the touch. Mm. I think those were, and then just the silly zaniness of it. That I think was what I loved most about the game. Those three things. It's it is a good game. I mean, it can't be much more than five ten bucks now and. Uh, Xbox Store, PlayStation, whatever it is, but I bought it on PlayStation Network. It was on sale for like eighteen dollars or so. So I think it's like thirty, forty bucks now. Um, if it's not on sale, sale still. So I, I will say that I I bought it on sale and was buying it so I could talk about it with a friend. So if I didn't have that motivation, I might have, I may not have enjoyed this game as much. But fuck, it was silly fun. Yeah, it it's the stupidest fun you you'll ever have on Xbox or PlayStation. Oh, and the fucking narrator, Jane Austen. Like they <laughs> yes. set that up and then they they bring her back from the past. The it ends with Jane Austen being the narrator from the beginning. It was fucking the whole way through I was like, who is this British lady? It was fucking Jane Austen. Yeah. So, that was that was a Saints Row 4. Um we did this because it's fucking beast machines. Nothing matters. <laughs> We're going to next episode we are going to do end of is it end of the line is next? Uh Yeah, no, Savage Noble. Savage Noble, yeah. End of the line what the fuck uh we will do uh the next episode will be savage noble and uh we won't talk about more video games but uh, i'm glad we did this <laughs> uh, until uh, oh yeah you go oh, you, what is it I, I always get thrown off when we don't when we do a different episode uh you can find <laughs> us on uh, twitter i'm at john Sobey. paul's at p mcpherson one yeah make sure you have written reviews in your podcast app whatever it is you listen to us with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know you can find old episodes of transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers nitpickers.podbean.com and until the next episode keep on transforming see you later Ching 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 